All right, April 13th, Saturday evening, 5.30 at night. It's not hot. We had 95 degrees earlier in the week, but it's cooled off this week, so it's quite pleasant. But it is 80 degrees, 17% humidity. It's not hot yet. <clears throat> and uh, this is another one of those podcasts, I don't know. I'll do it, but I, I kind of don't want to do this podcast. Is that exciting? Am I? Are you really excited about this podcast now? Whoever's listening, if there's a listener. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, uh, not sure why I'm doing this podcast. Because I had, it wasn't like an argument. I don't know, it was kind of a weird thing. I was very emotional today. I, I'm still emotional. And, uh, well, we're always emotional to some level, right? And uh, we're off and walking, sunny, pretty blue sky, mostly blue, looking good. Going down the hill, sun's still up. <clears throat> and the sky, keeping us warm. And uh, kind of a weird day. Hey, bud, what's up? Come on. Um, The, uh, I had a little discussion. Hey, bud, what's going on, bud? Come on, what's the matter? Huh? What's the matter, bud? You want to walk? I thought you wanted to walk. Let's walk. Uh, yeah, that's always kind of religious thing, isn't it? <laughs> My holy discontent. There it is. I guess I can't escape it. If I got it, if I got that holy discontent, ugh, I got to run with it. But it's like so tough because, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how, how this is going down. So, um, yeah, negativity, it's so easy and reminded. It's always to be critical. And I'm a natural contrarian, you know. So... I don't know what it is. I mean, I, I, that's who I am, you know. And um, I see, though, I mean, the one, the one thing that came out today was as well-intentioned as we are to send a message, there's, uh, or uh, make a statement or whatever we do, uh, there's people who are going to be on the other end of it. It's uh, a tough thing. So, yeah, I didn't let this one go. I don't know why. I guess it just irks me because I'm reading, reading the chapters uh, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. I guess I got 16. I finished the end of 1 Corinthians. And I'm in my cycle. I go through a cycle, right? I go through this. And it's, I, th- I don't know. I, can't, I, I think it's healthy, but maybe, maybe it messes me up. I don't know. But uh, I try to have a, a deep conversation with, uh, about these things. It was kind of interesting this morning. I thought it was really, started out really good this morning. So weird. Because 1 Corinthians 11 is like the most strange chapter that I've been reading. And I'm really not sure why, why 
why Paul wrote that. I mean, I, it, the only my only conclusion is it is so specific to what was going on in the Corinthian church. Because it, it, trying to make it applicable to today or any other time, it's just like, no, this is weird. This is covering your head. This is having the Lord's Supper as a meal and having a feast and just kind of weird stuff that we just don't do. <laughs> we just don't do this stuff anymore. So I got so, so frustrated with uh, reading that. But then, you know, and if I, like I kind of jokingly say, if you had an editor, I'd be like, well, I don't know, maybe we should just, maybe we should just drop that chapter, uh, Paul. <laughs> but it is there. We'll leave it. It's there. But it's a cultural thing. That's maybe, we, I, th- I just want to take the, that. That would be fine. It's in there. I read it. It's like that was going on then. I just don't see application to today. And of course, if you're a minister or a pastor and you're preaching, you have to find something in there that is applicable to today. And I just, it, it's just unfathomable how you can. It's just a weird chapter. And it's like, that should be okay. That, I mean, should do we have to like, I mean, we don't go through the Old Testament and re- read some weird stuff and try to find meaning in it. I mean, there's a lot of weird stuff in there. And that's where I started out this morning so positive. And maybe I, maybe I do need this. This is my psychological talk-through podcast. Because, dang, these when I get these emotional run-ups, I got so many thoughts. And, and my wife just doesn't want to hear them or something. She inadvertently contributed to my breakdown today because uh, we had a good conversation about that and it was really really positive but then she gets in a hurry like wanting to do all kinds of stuff and it's like well whatever I I have obligations like firm obligations and have to adapt myself constantly five days a week to other people's um agendas right so i mean this is the the tough thing right so i'm i'm always adapting to other people's agendas and trying to figure out how to schedule myself into other people's time and on saturday i just i just like had a break i mean i just spent five days trying to juggle all kinds of stuff i just want to chill a bit but anyway so there you go and then i just i didn't make it i i think i had this uh the church had a big whoop-de-doo about electing elders, which, again, I'm a contrarian, right? So I'm like, I still do not see the value in it, but it is what it is, and, and this church is like making a huge deal out of it. And it's like, well, what, we didn't have elders for the last 25 years. Does that mean all that stuff we did for 25 years is a bunch of crap? You know, or, or, oh, no, but no, no, the elders, the elder structure, so good. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, basically, there were deacons. A lot of these guys were deacons for the last 25 years. And now you're going to label four of them as elders. And, like, all of a sudden, it's going to make this big change. I, and I'm not, I'm not against it. See, that's the thing. It's like, if I was a contrarian, I'd be arguing against it. But I'm not arguing against having elders. I'm just just speechless about, well, what, what difference does it make? I'm going to quote Hillary Clinton, right? What difference does it make? 
I, I mean, because I've gone through a, I'm going through a transformational process of, hey, I gotta, I gotta deal with this stuff on my own. I can't go crying to an elder about stuff. I gotta, you know, figure stuff out. And right now, the best thing I've done today is walk buddy right now, is, is doing this podcast. It's like the, the, be- the best thing I've done is get out of the house and take the dog for a walk. Because there's a little, there's a little specifics to it because my, they had a one service last week and whoop de doo and I, we, I forgot about the one service thing. And I'm a 1045 second service thing and then my wife goes to the both because she's in the choir and so she went to the first service and I'm like well I, I missed it so you know so now my new edict if I was an elder or in charge hey if you're gonna have one service easy solution make it the 1045 service that way those that don't remember and come at nine and there's no service well they can go have breakfast and come back at 1045 but those of us who go to 1045 who don't care to like set their weekly schedule around announcements from uh, the church um we we're going to show up at 10:45, and it's going to be over so it was over i missed but with video i could watch it so if i waited my wife said oh it's a wonderful service you know the new elders the new elders whoa it's the new elders we're going to change the world with new elders woohoo and uh, and again, I'm not against, not against it, but this 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 whatever month process we've been on, it's just like, really? Is it? Is, I I don't know. I, I'm not. I don't know. I just don't know what uh, what the excitement is. So of course, being the the Baptists and the Bible thumpers and the Bible justification. It's like make a decision, get excited about it, and then go to the Bible to find your answer or your justification. It's almost the opposite of marketing where you decide decide in your heart and then you justify with your mind. This is kind of like that with the Bible, but it's kind of like not justify with your mind. It's you know, decide in your power structure world how you want the power structure to be and then justify with the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just a subset of marketing is what it is, you know. Hey, we decided we're going to have elders and dang it, elders is the greatest thing since sliced bread because, you know, look at First Peter 5, 1 through 5. Read that, people. Oh, yeah, elder, elders. Oh, wee we're going to love those elders, baby. <laughs> and my point is, is that, hey, 1 Corinthians 11 was like a real winner chapter. There's more than five verses in 1 Corinthians 11. It is a crazy chapter. So, they're not all winners, people. And I, I started out this morning thinking like, well, shouldn't, what is the actual message of this whole Bible, you know? It's like that we're created, God made this creation, and we're supposed to love one another, you know? And I guess that's my, my just freaking discontent. My holy discontent is on manipulation 
and setting up leadership because really i mean oh be subject to your leaders people well dudes this guy these guys no matter how well intentioned they are with this society today just doesn't support that kind of quote-unquote structure and subjecting it's just ridiculous these people don't know our lives they don't our life is complicated you see you're putting a lot of pressure and expectations on other people to be you know involved in our lives and i just don't like it you know and the people are fine i the you know two of the elders i have great i mean i respect and i think i could have good relations with them but that's not not the important thing it's it's every person being standing on their own and not not by themselves not isolated but have some confidence in your beliefs and you know to me it's the the last words of Jesus to his disciples you know was <laughs> according to the gospel of John it's uh, the gospel of John he's got to be the best gospel right because he's the one that Jesus loved let's really embellish it Let's, I've decided that it's the best, so let me think of every scripture I can find to make John the best gospel. Yeah, yeah. It is the fourth one, you know. And, you know, it's not one of those fancy synoptic gospels, you know, like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. No, no, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Forget the John. John's all by himself. Oh, yeah, yeah, John. John, let's, let's embellish. And we'll embellish that last story that John told, which pretty much embarrasses Peter, but people don't seem to like want to preach on that. They want to, they want to forget those verses. They kind of like want to stop where Peter gets restored, even though the immediate next verse and sentences are, are, are Peter, you know, falling back into himself again and, and, and just being a knucklehead. Which is fine. I like it. I'm all good with it. But that's the teaching. That's some solid teaching there, people, that you just ain't going to get. So you know what you got to do? You got to go do it yourself. You don't, you, there's no elder. My elder, my elder, that guy that I like, he, he, he loved that first Peter. He loves Peter thing. You know, not first, but he loves the Peter restoration thing. That's, that's, that's his thing, man. He loves that. And even he, the elder, the elder, he ain't going further. He ain't. He ain't. <laughs> Bud, we're going this way. Come on. That's not a good way. I don't want to go that way, but come on. Bud, come on. This way. You know the way. Um, so, yeah, stop at the restoration of Peter. But no, it goes on. The last words of, the last words of Jesus to his disciples. Is the great relationship. Yes. The great relationship. Yes. I, I will read that in to the Bible because it's right there. And it is good. So, um, where was I going? So, elders just ain't going to do it for us. And uh, we got to do our own thing. Anyway, so I listened to the installation service 
brought to you by a retired pastor from Oklahoma. He grew up in Phoenix, though. Retired here. And he, he, oh, he loved his elder church back in Oklahoma. Oh, yeah, that was a good church, yeah, Oklahoma. And, uh, yeah, they had elders. That's the best elders. Oh, yeah. And uh, so we're getting whoop de doo We're getting the big story on why elders are so important. And, uh, of course, well, let's, let's, let's get a good reason here. Let's look at the first Peter. Oh, yeah, protect against false teaching. Oh, yeah, that the dreaded false teaching that we we should go to our elders hey elder elder please help me with this false this teaching is it false or true false true false true hey elder elder can you tell me is this teaching false because I can't figure it out myself I can't just listen to people hear what they say and decide that's pretty good yeah, that's pretty good for a girl. Or, oh, wait, wait, no, it can't be a girl now. Can't be a girl. Girls aren't allowed to teach in church. So. But um, that was a little shout out to my Mindy A. Bear song. Pretty good for a girl. And uh, so, yeah, I can't figure out whether this teaching's false or true or not. It's just got to go to the elders, man. So, this. Uh, retired pastor slips out and goes, well, you know, false teachers, yeah. There are some pastors that teach, I don't know, I don't want to say his name. I don't know if I should say his name. Oh, I don't know if I should say his name. Oh, I don't know if I should really say his name. Oh, but it's Joel. Oh, there it is. <laughs> oh, it's Joel. Oh, that's the false teacher. That Oh, that, oh, yeah, oh, that is so funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you tell him, Pastor, Pastor Newkirk, you, you, good, you got him good. Oh, yeah, you got old Joel good in that one, baby. Oh, yeah, because we all know Joel, he's, he's that false teacher, right? So I, I don't agree with that assessment myself, but it just ticks me off. It just ticks me off that here we are, big whoop-de-doo, we're going to have those elders, oh yeah, you got to protect me from Joel Osteen. So who, who, which of you, oh, elder, elder, please, please protect me from that evil Joel Osteen. Oh my gosh. And uh, the arrogance of it all is just amazing to me. Just really, really ticks me off. So I, I, I just mentioned it in passing, closing with, you know, spending time with my wife, talking about 1 Corinthians 11. And she, uh, she wants to get going, you know, like get me to clean the garage floors and stuff. You know, so... Um, <clears throat> I just throw out there, oh yeah, hey honey, I listened to the, uh, I listened to that ceremony last week, and, you know, just to be direct here, I think that pastor's wrong for criticizing uh, Joel Osteen in front of the whole church, and, you know, insinuating that he's a false teacher, 
And I'm just like, I, I really don't. Number one, I don't think it, I didn't probably say it clearly. I just thought it would be understood or someone would try to understand what I'm getting at. But I think it was pretty simple. And that is that he's just a dude speaking. You can listen to him and agree with him or not. But he's a dude and he has some things that's good to say. You don't have to agree with everything, but it's not evil or anything. So there you go. Here's the coach. All right, coach. No, you keep going. I'm going to keep going, too. You have a good night. How are you? I'm all right. Look at All right. So, good to see the coach. Kind of got ran out himself by the politics of the high school. <laughs> so, at least I haven't gotten run out by the politics of anything yet. I don't know. But uh, that's a coincidence. Real life high school baseball coach gets run out but that's all right it's all all communication can i take solace in that can i take comfort in knowing there's life after getting booted out i think so but that's not that's not where i was i was talking about <clears throat> joel and being criticized and i and i haven't listened to joel in 6 months or 8 months i don't know and I, I'm in Arizona. I'm in Phoenix. It's not like, it's not like we're competing in Houston with people going to his church. I mean, can can someone just say, hey, you know, maybe there's something good the guy says, and you're just going to listen to him on TV or podcast? Is there something wrong with it? But I guess you know these guys are protecting their turf. I guess I gotta let's try to go into the mind of a Southern Baptist convention retiree who's getting his pension from the Southern Baptist Convention. It's oh, such an awesome organization. And oh man, my pension and everything. Oh, my whole life I served the Lord in Oklahoma and built up God's church there. And oh man, I'm getting rewarded with my, that, you know, Dave Ramsey based pension. You know, you know, we're all part of the club, you know. So, I just take exception to that and thinking like, really, really, we're going to, you're going to talk about false teaching and your, your definition of that is Joel Osteen, you know, and I just don't agree with that assessment. It just, and I don't know. I mean, I just like thought maybe my wife would uh, agree with that. But she goes off and does some errands and stuff and texts me. She finds some article from some dude, you know, saying that, <clears throat> you know, this is why, you know, should, should Christians, should, what should Christians do or something with Joel Osteen's teachings or something like that? And I'm like, oh, crap, you know, what is my wife trying to do? Trying to defend these dudes that, that think that Osteen is false teacher, heretic, whatever. I don't know. It's just... So now I'm like, oh, crap, wife. Well, you, you're buying into this anti-Osteen stuff? So I decided to, which turned out to be a mistake. I read the article. I should have let it go, you know? 
Can I let stuff go? Not really. It's tough for me to let that go. So I didn't let it go. And I'm uh, reading the article, and, you know, the article's like, has all these caveats up front, like, oh, read the whole thing. You got to read the whole thing, you know. You know, don't read half of it and then, and then judge it and say, oh, it's wrong. You know, just wait for the end. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I read the whole thing, you know. And then I look and I go, it's two years ago and there's like no comments on it. So I'm like, obviously this dude doesn't have that big of a following. And he, he was like so apologetic, couching, trying to, you know, be so acceptable to everybody but it's still his basic conclusion is you know that Joel is some kind of prosperity gospel the prosperity gospel guy and it just irks me man because I, I really don't think of him as being a prosperity gospel guy so it's just the group the, the people that don't like him want to label him that and just whatever it means, what, what, you know, what is it? And, and if, you, if there is such a thing, you know, and, 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 and this guy apparently is a, uh, a follower of it, then you'd think he'd be real proud and, he'd, you know, you'd have all these uh, messages to, to pull from where he's like, hey, welcome to Houston and, uh, you know, forget your Bibles. The Bible doesn't tell you about the real gospel because I'm Joel Osteen. And Joel, I'm, as Joel Osteen, I'm going to tell you what the prosperity gospel is because that's what, that's what we're all about here in Houston. At Lakewood. We, we don't follow the Bible. So put those Bibles down now, people. Because I am Joel Osteen and I'm going to teach you about the prosperity gospel in Osteen chapter 3, you know? Doesn't happen that way, does it? Doesn't happen. And those of you that hate Osteen and just hate the concept that maybe he has something good to contribute, you know, are probably like, well, yeah, you know, false teachers don't just come out and tell you they're false teachers now, do they? You know, what's the matter with you, Mike? Mike, you should know better than that. And ain't no false teacher's going to come out and tell you directly that he's a false teacher. So, that's where we're at, people. Anyway, so, I read the whole article. I'm ticked. My wife is still not really... She's like, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Well, if you don't want to talk about it anymore, that means you probably agree with the stupid article. <laughs> so, it turned into like a little fight. And I was like... I was trying to, I thought, okay, whatever. I'm not going to argue with my wife about it. And I was getting frustrated with the stupid computer because I just wanted to tell the guy, dude, you know, your, your argument, you, you couch, you wrote this 30 minute, it takes you 30 minutes to read this diatribe you got. And really it doesn't say anything. You didn't prove anything. You got nothing. You really got nothing. He just, he's just convinced in his own mind that um, Osteen's a, false teacher or something. I don't know. It's just frustrating to, to, do, to have to put up with this. And my wife doesn't understand how I get triggered by, you know, I get triggered by stuff like this, especially if, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm being critical of the pastor from last week. Don't go defend, defend the guy for him. You know, just, just 
let it go, you know. But no, you got to throw this article out. Like, well, this is probably why people don't like Osteen. I'm like, well, you know what? I don't care why people don't like him. I want to know, is there any truth to it? So I, re I invest the time and read the stupid thing. Oh, my gosh. And, I, you know, I know I should just let it, should have let it go. But it, I don't know. I just couldn't for whatever reason. I just couldn't do it. Hmm. Having some water. Sitting in the backyard. Nice, cool, mild evening. So, um, yeah, so I couldn't leave a comment for this guy. Two-year-old article, no comments. Just nothing of substance that... And, and what I don't get is it's just all the innuendo about prosperity gospel and, you know, saying, well, well you know, Joel really is a prosperity gospel even though there's no, there's no definition of it. There's no, you know, card-carrying member of the prosperity gospel preachers, you know. It's just it's just a label that others put on these dudes, and it just saddens me how it's so easy to criticize others, and yet here I am the king. I play the same stupid game, you know, and uh, it's like a wake up call. It hurts. It's painful because like I'm kind of heading down that path myself, but I don't. I need to do something better than that, and. Uh, point out something positive which really is the the uh the great relationship i it's hard to get into i mean it's hard i mean I, my relationship with my wife really broke down today really bad just because of this stupid subject you know uh, of you know is is joel Osteen the devil or not it's like what a waste of time we just both of us wasted so much energy on it and I guess I pushed her buttons, and she, well, she pushed mine, and it escalated. It was, uh, it was just terrible. And I, and part of it is I do have, and I need to manage my time better. And so, this is this became this a huge distraction for me. And um, I don't know. I'm just worn out from it all. But walking bud helped. Walking the bud around talk it out for 30 minutes here it has been 30 minutes i didn't call anybody no nobody wants to listen to this crap anyways really so i mean if there was somebody on the other line talking back to me they'd probably just be going uh-huh uh-huh uh yeah okay get over it <laughs> move on <laughs> but it was it was really tough I, I you know it was really a emotional thing for me because um, yeah my wife said some hurtful things to me about this and I and I wasn't, and, and I was like, I really caught me by surprise because, to me, it was all about this guy that wrote the article and the pastor, and I was just looking for a little bit of support for my wife to go, yeah, yeah, you're probably right about that, you know, and that's what it, that's all I was looking for, but instead she just she was stubborn and she just was gonna I don't know what she was doing but she just decided to, you know, not, not, like just kind of tell me what I wanted to hear, which was, okay, those guys have opinions, but that doesn't mean I agree with them. It's just like a simple, I mean, but it, it, and then, so it got escalated and then, um, and I wasn't, I, I don't know, I guess she just interpreted my view as being that I was upset with her or something. And, and then she said something really hurtful and, and then I was like, oh, well, gosh, I mean, where did that come from? You know? 
because I just I'm just passionate about a lot of stuff. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's just it helps to talk it out, I guess. So um, I don't know where this is going to go from here. Um, maybe this is my Sabbath day of rest of getting over this emotional stuff, and I can start fresh tomorrow. It's probably what should happen. But uh, yeah, a real emotional afternoon into the evening. But you did get to go for a little walk with Bud, didn't you? Right, people? And I don't know, I guess I'll publish it. I don't know, what am I going to call this? I don't know. I'll think of something, but uh, I think I better stop talking about it and move on. So there you go, folks. 33 minutes of real-life conversations. I don't know if it's valuable to you. It helped me. So y'all have you all y'all um, everyone whoever's listening um, <laughs> pray that I recover and get get emotionally better because yeah it was kind of a hurtful day today really so send some love my way and uh, yeah my wife's way too so we can have some healing of some kind all right Good night. Grace and peace for me and for you. Grace and peace. Grace and peace.